0: Oh, real
1: hip, real cool. cool. Ah, yeah. uh, I want it to be fly. A plain Jane. In need of the wardrobe, trying hard to maintain. The same lane as Bruce Wayne. Keeping the wealth up in the same vein. Inherited from Mrs. Kane. But my mama's sin merited some vicious game. Cause some parentage wants interest waned. the supply that could lift that rain. Of the brokenness, the dismissed chains, the spiritual poverty, assisted shame. Body. Because I thought that in Balmain or on Exchange. I claimed perfection. And what I was dressed in, much deception to the king taught me a lesson. All are welcome, but all of you ain't welcome. Leave the threads that leave you dead. Stop your deeds and you'll be fed. Enjoy the spread of living bread. But my apparel would leave me in peril. land, out of sight. I was covered in my own clutter. Instead of...
2: All right, welcome y'all. You're here for another Kingdom Building Conversations session. And in the house, I got Asia Marie. How you doing, Asia?
3: Oh, I'm good. I'm doing good. well.
2: How is Shatown?
3: Chi-Town is uh under the circumstances, kind of struggling right now cuz cuz the covid is affected and infected a lot of people. Right. So it's it's a little rough, but I think people's spirits are are you know up right now
0: yeah you know people you know, trying
3: to holding up the best way we can so
0: yeah
3: and sure. i think like last week it was some shooting so that that threw mm. like a lot of stuff off too so for we, sure we are doing okay but
2: okay yeah you know it's interesting um shy is a special place in my heart one um we lived there my wife and i for about three years when i worked oh there. wow yeah from about 2011 2010 2011 to 2014 yeah i worked at all state a little while Mm -hmm. out out Northbrook, and we lived out in let me see skokie for a minute and then wheeling for a minute and then we would come down to the city um Mm -hmm. and then we were fellowship for a while over with pastor phil big shout out to pastor phil shout
3: out to phil the house
2: man yeah i went out to the firehouse man i forget how i got introduced to pastor phil but um i think it was a common somebody we both knew it could have been um mm, i'm trying to think i don't think it was urban d it was uh I can't remember. But nevertheless, got out there to meet Pastor Phil and uh, he got me uh, coming to the firehouse, man, and just loved it out there. So big shout out. And then I usually come to Chicago. Actually, I was I was coming on the pace like twice a month because of some work I do with DeVry. But uh, since everything started with COVID, I haven't been out there. So, yeah, I miss it. I miss it.
3: Yeah. You know, if you if you know, like Chicago and Chicagoans, one of our favorite seasons is summer. Yeah, because the winter lasts so long. Not the winter lasts so long, but the cold. Like even after winter is done, yes. and it's the first day of spring, it's still cold. Yes. and then we get snow in April, and it's like we live for the summertime. So it's killing us that like with COVID, like we gotta stay indoors. I think everybody in their minds is like, oh, the warm weather is gonna kill this virus, and we'll be you know get to enjoy yeah. our summertime. Shot. But all the festivals are canceled. Yeah, everything that we usually enjoy is like done. Yeah,
2: so. I don't know. I bank. I wouldn't bank on that weather thing like that. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't nah, There's no data to support it. I'm I'm a data guy. I need some data to support that. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the funny thing about Chicago too is, um, if you've never been, for folks who've never been, when we first moved, the the funniest thing happened to me. We were walking through the mall one day, and somebody said like, "Hey, good morning." I was like, "Huh." Kept walking. Somebody else said, "Hey, good morning." I was like, "Huh." Now you know I'm from from philly you know originally i still you know i'm down the street from philly now woman to delaware and so we're just not used to people just speaking yeah you know i mean to strangers like that you know what i mean and so that there's a different sense of hospitality there that i would have never expected you know what i mean um mm. yeah so i just found that uh interesting when we got there and same thing we moved out to dallas for a couple of years people are same thing really uh hospitable and speaking and whatnot it's like hmm, that's interesting you know what i mean because when you think of chicago you think of you know the rough side roughest, rougher parts it um,
3: depends on what side of town you are
2: you're, for sure. you're on for sure. <laughs> for sure. so um listen yeah. so, so good to have you with us. want to really um dive into your project why you yeah. were sleeping and um before we dive into that i like people to get a sense of people's journey because a lot of times people see the end product but they don't often have an appreciation for the journey so like how do you get started in all of this let's start there
3: Uh, Well, music started in my home. So I grew up uh, in the church. And like most musicians and artists, my father is a pastor Mm -hmm. and uh, was my pastor. He pastored the church that I grew up in. And so my musical journey started there. So I was, if you ask any of my family members, especially my mom and my dad, I was always a shy kid. Okay. Like I wouldn't, like if it was a room full of people, I wouldn't want to walk in the room. I would be so afraid. Right, right. Of just being seen. And so um, and I think the, the first song that they said I sang was like Lisa, Lisa, and Colt Jam. Like Lisa, Lisa and Colt no, Jam. No, 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 just at oh, home. Just okay. like my okay. first song that oh, baby, I think I love okay. you. from to head toe. Gotcha. And then um my they started me like in the choir, started in the church choir, started singing. And then my father, when I got a little older, he was tired of like this revolving door of church musicians that he Mm. would just hire, things wouldn't work out. So he was like, I'm gonna just put my kids in piano lessons. So me and my siblings started playing the the organ and just taking over the instrumentation at the church. So I started um, piano and then organ became a church musician. Mm. then became like the choir director. So that was where I got my, my start as far as music. Cause yeah. my, my dad is a singer. My mom is a singer. My grandmother and her sister, they sang in quartet. So I kind of grew up around that. So my whole life revolved around just this little storefront Baptist church that, that was just an integral part of my life. And then rap. Um, I don't remember being into rap as a child. I really got heavy into rap as a teenager. And, um, this was the year of like like when Rockefeller was really huge. And mm-hmm. You had like all the different kind of rap camps. At that point, I hadn't been exposed to Christian rap yet. Um, the at my house, the basement was a hangout spot. So if anything new came out, especially hip hop, R and B, yeah. we listened to it in the six CD changer in the basement. I come downstairs. My my younger brother and his friends are listening to something and I just see them writing like ferociously. Mm. I'm like, what are they doing? So I asked them and they're like, we're writing rhymes. I'm like, "Okay," And they were like, you should try it. Now, at that time, I wasn't I had never rapped. I never wrote a rap at all. I was just kind of just in my little Christian bubble, like doing gospel music and stuff. And they were like, why don't you try it? So I was writing like poetry and plays. Like I was always writing, but never tried my hand at rap. So I went upstairs, I wrote a little rhyme. I don't know if it was eight bars, 16 bars, came back downstairs and I spit it for them. And then they were like, oh, like all these reactions. I don't even know if it was good or not, but (laughs) they thought it was good. And it just kind of went from there. So we formed this little rap group. We never recorded anything formally, but it would just be like freestyle battles like somebody would come and freestyle battle me or I'll battle them. And it just right, kind of right. went on like that for a while. And then when I was 19, um, no, when I was 17, I went down South for the summer and went to a, a Christian retreat. And uh, I thought I got saved because I saw some things down there that like, I was like, all right, I know God is real. Cause I've been in church my whole life, but now right, I know right. he's real and I can't continue to like, do things the same way. So I came back to Chicago. I threw out all my rap CDs. I think everybody go through that phase.
0: Absolutely. I don't know why it is. Absolutely. Like the
3: first thing to go is the music. <laughs> threw out the music, and um, my brother's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, I, "I don't. I can't rap anymore. Like I'm not doing this anymore." And I just started to get focused. So then when I started college, I started hanging around like a lot of my musician friends. That got inspired. I started like a gospel music group. So I was penning original songs. And we, I had a gospel group. We were meeting every week to work on new music. We right. were going around town singing and stuff. So then that happened. Um, and I was doing that for some years and right. I had, I didn't touch rap at that point. And then uh, like 2010, uh, for whatever reason, I just started, I started, a. Uh, I think it was, uh, what's the poetry group, the Christian poetry group out in California. I can't remember the name right now, but they were huge. And I started watching their videos on YouTube and it really started popping off. And I was like, man, like, this is amazing. I'd uh, mm-hmm. never seen spoken word poetry done like this before. And I got inspired and I started writing rhymes. Um, and at that point I had uh, was a new believer. I I gotten saved and started taking my walk seriously. And that's when the Christian rap started spilling out of me. And I'm like, I have to do something with this. And in right. 2014... That's when I put out my first EP, Breaking Obscurity, and that was kind of like the beginning of my CHH journey yeah. into Christian rap. But the first rapper I got introduced to was, uh, well, the first group was, of course, Cross Movement, uh-huh. and then, um, and then the Truth. So that yeah. was like the order. It was like Cross Movement, and then the Truth. That was like my introduction to to CHH. Gotcha.
2: What's funny is oh, what yeah. you do about the thing of, uh, yeah, one of the first things that happened, we threw out all of the pre-existing music. I wonder why, <laughs> why the, it is. It must be a sense of like, mm, that's not the right message or makes me feel what now feels like the wrong way. Why, why do you think that is? Cause I, I cause I want to jump to right to some of your songs and some of the, the, the cultural challenges you place in your song. So why do you think, why do you think that is?
3: I think for me, uh, being like an artsy kid, like just into music. Right. And, um, I love all things musical. I love music, and I think at that time, I felt like whatever was the kind of the loudest, dominating thing in my life that I gravitated towards or found my identity in, like it needed to kind of be yeah. severed. Yeah. And so for me, so much of what informed my worldview and the culture and like the loudest voice in my life for me that was the the music that I was listening to, and um. I just, it was just like the first thing that had to go. Cause I was like so much of
0: mm.
3: what I thought I had to be because when I first started rapping, I was rapping about like, again, I'm a church kid. I'm rapping about slicing people and, and gats and guns and right. stuff. And I'm like, I had never done, <laughs> you know, any of this, but that, that's what I was listening to. So that's what I thought I had to be. Gotcha. So I think a lot of my like, adolescent years, it's like you look to pop culture, hip hop, well, hip hop culture, in my case, that's who you think you have to be and how you think you have to kind of speak. And yeah. so I knew when it came to the church culture that I was born and bred in and this, like I had to part mm-hmm. ways with that. So the music is always like the, the first thing to go.
2: That's good.
3: Uh, yeah.
2: That's good. What, what, um, what, 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 uh, your album um, cause you're, you're so close to, you know, Chicago still has a pretty prevalent gang culture, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and it's funny again, before I moved out there, I wasn't, uh, as aware of it. And then you get out there and, you know, you're on the way to the airport or something and you, you know, you make a slightly wrong turn. You're like, Oh, okay. Hold up. Um, what was the concept behind why you were sleeping? What were you trying to address through why you were sleeping?
3: So um what started so there's a shout out to I have to shout them out uh Inglewood Family Outreach. So I grew up in uh what's considered so there's Inglewood on the south side and there's West Inglewood. Mm-hmm. So I grew up in what's considered West Inglewood and um I my heart is just so big and so burdened for that community because I feel like my coming of age story started there from mm. age 13. To like 19, all of my favorite experiences yeah. from how I grew as a musician and everything started there for me. And so um, at the time, this was when uh, gang culture was kind of like heightened. And every time you would turn on the news, like even like CNN, MSNBC, they were always talking about Chicago, 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 the violence Ooh. in Chicago. And I remember uh, Spike Lee came to um the Woodline community to shoot his his movie. I can't think of the name of it, but it was called Shireck and it was so much controversy like people were upset
0: hmm.
3: because it often like they felt like it mis it mischaracterizes the city because where this stuff is happening is only in certain like areas, certain sides of the city. Right. But for me as a Christian um with Englewood Family Outreach, so I'm a board member of this organization and they mostly work with um Uh, families, but a lot of the young men are in gangs right? and have been in gangs. And the thing with the gang, so just like how I grew up, um, my husband and I talk about this all the time. Like I grew up in church, like I come from church going family. There are people who grow up in gangs and grow up in gang culture. right? So it's not just like you're in a game. It's like your dad probably was a banger. Your uncles, your cousins, you grow up on a gang block. Your Mm -hmm. neighborhood is tied to a specific gang.
0: Mm -hmm. so it's
3: like it's it's the culture of it which makes it so hard to leave and at the time there was so much death and I was just like in these neighborhoods where this is happening there are churches in the worst neighborhoods in Chicago where there's a lot of violence There are thriving churches Mm. in these same neighborhoods and I'm like where is the gospel witness where is the uh the gospel proclamation and I just felt like for me being a part of the church, how can I? I wanted to speak into the situation. I just had so much inside of me that I that was burdened about about this situation, and I'm like, man, how can I shine a light on this in a way um, that makes sense to me, yeah. and I could communicate it to other people? Because even the title, right? Why you were sleeping? It indicates like if you I don't know if you've seen the, the cover art for it, but it's like right. I have my hands over my face and there are X's that kind of represent like death or it's like someone who obviously sees but you don't want to see. And I feel like a lot of times the church is walking blind. And that's why in the video we depicted everything happening in the church because it shows the proximity of like mm. this is happening right under your nose. Like you can't even say like you walking up to do like it's at your doorstep.
0: Right, right, right. So
3: it's like, are you going to ignore it? and be like consciously just blind to it, or are you going to do something about it? And a lot of times I feel like we're just asleep. And so with that song, what I was trying to communicate is the church's responsibility to evangelize the the world around them, the people around them, especially for Chicago, where we have a fundamental problem in our Black communities with this gang culture. What are we going to do about it? Because the people closest to it are the people that can change it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that was the, the message, you know, behind that song. And it wasn't like the church is not doing enough, right? but it's like for the churches that are there, like we need to be a lot more like gospel focused, like right. doing it. We need to reformat how we're doing things.
2: Yeah. It's like that makes sense. Amplify the message and make it put, it put it right out front of, in front of them, serve it up.
3: Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. When,
2: when did you release that single? Remind me.
3: So that was released in the fall of 2018. Okay, that was the first single from from this album. Right. So and like how, fall, 20, like no, no, no.
2: How was it received in the area?
3: Everybody was shocked. I think um, my friends were in the studio with me when I recorded that song, uh-huh. and when I I remember coming out the booth, and they were like, "Aisha, I had no idea you had that in you." Mm. And I and I was like, I didn't know either, but. It, it was like once I got into like the, the groove of the song and I started writing it, it just started like flowing out Yeah, and it would, I just had so much like a pent up kind of anger, but I think it was a righteous anger. I don't think it was like, I'm angry, you know, the church is, but it's like, I'm a part of the church
0: Yes, and mm-hmm. I have a
3: voice and I want to use that voice for that.
0: That's um, cool.
3: A lot of people were shocked and I think it was uh, a lot of people said that they, it was very sobering, like to hear mm. that, that the message in that song.
2: Yeah. That's good. So how did you go into um, planning for the for the album, the full album, why while, while you were sleeping? What was your what, were your what was your thought process going into it? Would you want to would you want to achieve?
3: Yeah. So uh, for me, it was like a lot of people don't know still that I rap or mm-hmm. what I do or even my musical capabilities. And in my so when I was kind of planning this out, I'm like, what would be the best way to kind of show all the different musical sides of me? Um, that I've kind of been hiding or, or not hiding, but just have, haven't have revealed yet. And so um, a lot of the songs uh, I had already had written and just needed to record them and kind mm-hmm. of finalize, all right, who am I going to collaborate with? How can I like enhance the music? Um, but I didn't want it to be like, it's not a concept album, right. but um, it's kind of like, it's an album that says, yo, while you were sleeping, here's what I've been working on. Like right. I've been, and, and not in a pretentious way, but just like, I wanna introduce myself and present myself. So while you were sleeping, here's this body of work. Here are all these different musical pockets of me. Cause I have um, more of the kind of like R&B jazzy songs. Then mm-hmm. I have like the trap, the, the modern contemporary trap song that I have my husband featured on. Then I have uh while you were sleeping and then I have um, Feels Like Home, which is kind of more like rock influence. So I wanted to showcase all these different musical sides of me into one project to introduce myself. Mm. And um, some songs were were just by happenstance, like Punch was complete accident. I had the bare bones of the beat and um, I was having such a frustrating time at work. I'm like, I got to write about this, <laughs> <laughs> but I want to write about it in a way that's where I'm honest about my flaws and my attitudes towards work. But also God's responsibility for us to work, you know, especially as a Christian, right? Because it's like God calls us to work. He worked. Right. And then he rested, you know, from his, you know, in the garden when you think about just Eden and all those things. So, um, yeah, so it just, I was like, I knew I wanted to do more than 10 songs, but like less than like 15. So I have like a 14 track album and then the poetry um, like the poem, the B, I wrestled with even putting that on there. I ran that past so many of my friends. Like, should I put this on there? Like, I don't know how to be received. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm glad that I ended up with something, you know, complete. Even the songs that kind of happened by accident, I'm glad that they made it on on the record. So it's like yeah. people can see, oh, okay, she got this pocket over here, this this and that. So, so yeah.
2: So, you know, as I was listening to it, um, I was telling you this earlier. One, um, when I listened to it weeks ago. Dapper became one that I, I just listened to a lot. I'm a I added it to my workout mix. Um, like that. <laughs> thank uh, you, but yeah, oh, no doubt there's a lot of word playing your song. So, so first of all, I think I got introduced to you through um, uh, uh I'm gonna mess it up, Rhymes and Roses 2.0. Yes, shout
3: yes. out to Shakia who yeah. pulled me in for that.
2: Yeah, yeah, so I'm not trying to be the goat, I'm trying to be the sheep. <laughs>
3: okay,
2: all right, all right, I gotta check this out. <laughs> <laughs> um so then as i'm listening to the album um there's a couple of things that come across conceptually i don't know if they were intentionally intended or not but you know i just want to I'll, I'll ask the question so on yeah. um one there are a lot of questions well not a questions there are a lot of a lot of contrast comparing and contrasting you do kind of to me poking at the current cultural norms right okay. kind of like saying, yeah like this is tends to be accepted, but let me peel this back for you and show you what that really means and mm-hmm. what it really can mean from a Christian perspective and worldview. Right. Yeah. Um, like for example, when, when um, uh, the, the B, the first line, the high priest of the music industry wears a collar of immorality. I'm like, Whoa, okay.
0: <laughs>
2: more. So, so tell me about, <laughs> tell me about that.
3: Yeah. With the, with the B, I wanted to, uh, so as you know, like Beyonce's Beehive is super loyal, right? They come for you if you say anything, Mm. like negative or against her. Even if you may love her whole album, but let's say it's one song you don't like, they'll come at you for the one song, so they just attack. And um, I wanted to have a larger conversation about like the idolatry of of celebrity worship. Yeah. And just the idolatry of just uh, music culture in general, that even I've been I've been guilty of in the past, like before Christ. Yep. And um, with that line, I was like, "There's a worship of her." The whole thing was inspired by a few years ago. Me and my friend, shout out to my friend Joy. She, uh, we were having a conversation. I said, "Girl, I just read this article that says that there's a church of Beyonce. Really? And they wore yes." Uh, and they worship her. so we were oh, I don't know yeah, right. but we were just talking about how ridiculous that 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 was right. And um <laughs> so when when I it was really inspired by that, like reading that, and I like to tell people like good writers or just writers, you, you read a lot. like right. you have to read it, it kind of informs like how you write and the worldview and stuff like that. Right. And um I wanted to paint a picture of someone who's being worshipped. Uh like, yeah, outwardly she's beautiful, she has to put together, she's on top of the world, but but inwardly there's a spiritual like uh detriment to the soul that's happening because her message and these her lifestyle, these things are of the world. And so it's yeah. like things can be so sweet on the outside, but I wanted to juxtapose that that celebrity idol worship with the spiritual reality. And so I feel like with that, I was really trying to uncover that. Like, yeah, this is how it is on the outside, but on the inside, it's like, that's why in the poem I said, blessed is a man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, no stand in the way of sinners, no sit in the seat of the scornful. His delight, her delight is in the law of the Lord. So it's like, we're in the world, but we're not of it. Like our worship is to the true God, but then you have the false like idolatry. So I wanted to paint the, have that like, set it up like that. So people would be like- oh okay oh you said Color. it to be clear <laughs> thank you, <laughs> you said, uh, yeah
2: listen to that song probably three or four times back to back just listening to it because the death of the lyrics and the the metaphors like you you really have to slow down and pay attention to a lot of metaphors you're using as you peeling it back so um yeah and then so that's one concept you know conceptually one of the things i think you address like just 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 peeling back culture and asking people to think about things and then for me, you go another level deeper in terms of messages to women around self-value and such. Was that intended mm-hmm. as well? Am I picking it up correctly?
3: Yeah. And that and that just comes too from how I grew up. So uh, growing up in a kind of uh, legalistic cho- church culture where you had to look the part, Yeah, you had to look the part. You had to present yourself a certain way. Like the, the church I grew up in, you could not wear pants. You could wear pants, but if you wanted to serve in any capacity or you in the choir, like don't come in with no pants on. You just know,
0: just don't do it. Absolutely.
3: And then as I, when I came to Christ and started looking at the scriptures, I'm like, man, God is really concerned about the condition of my heart. Right. And am I in right standing? And then I was going, like when I really was delving deep into study on my own, Looking at uh Malachi where God is like, I don't want your offerings, I don't want nothing from you because your heart is not right. Right. And when you see that that in the scriptures, and it's just like, man, it's like, how can I um convey that? Like with Dapper and even the other songs, I think like growing up, I care so much about what people thought about Mm. me. Like, do I look the part? Do I look acceptable? Are people gonna like me? Are people and then it was just like the focus was just not where where it should be.
2: Yeah. Hey, I I tried to laugh at the comments, but this one's funny. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I know we we can hear Yeah, I mean we hear the the back and forth. Hey, this real life. Yeah, I mean, that's 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 one of the things that's been so funny about the period period right now. It's like um the jump. Remember, remember a couple was a couple years ago. My
3: husband gotta eat y'all.
2: Oh, for real. (laughs) Remember a couple years ago with the um the news reporter. Was doing the joint and his daughter came in the back of the room and was doing like the Frankenstein joint behind, yeah.
3: Him. And then the wife,
2: right, came in and snatched up. You know, what I mean, so that's what like almost every other Zoom call is now. Like, you know, when you talk with people, they be like, hold on, kid moment, and you see the kid, like, you know, flash on the screen or the cat walk across the uh, the screen or whatever. So that's that's real, right there. Love it, love it. Um, somebody said, Tell Justin, I- he
0: said, let me,
3: I'm gonna
2: hold <laughs> <move> <laughs> What would you say?
3: I said, I'm going to move, I'm going to move to a different part of the, I'll, I'll move to a different part of the, you gonna part, give part him of the house. <laughs>
2: so it's not I love it. I Let love him it. do
3: his
2: thing. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. That's right. The man got to eat. Um, <laughs> so, you know, w- one of the things that, uh, you know, happens with that intersection sometime, right. Is not, not sometimes. I think in every person's, uh, career, uh, ministry, walk, journey, et cetera, there comes moments of uh, potential compromise. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. where it could be, it could be good for business, but it could be, um, seemingly awful, um, for what God, what God has called you to do. Um, have you faced one of those moments? And if so, what helped you through those moments?
3: You mean as far as you said, you said moments yeah. of compromise?
2: Moments of compromise. Yeah. Well, you've, you may had to compromise, you know, what you want to go and work on the, um, the, the material, the substance, the content, the, um, the integrity of it. You know what I mean? Like I, I saw the other day, for example, a post by High Tribute. I didn't get to watch the whole thing, but I think the gist of it was he was ready to, uh, work on some, some, some music and such. Right. He, he was committed to a certain, uh, message and things he wanted to do. Uh, but the label was pulling back, you know what I mean? And so he was having one of those moments of, man, it's, it's so much more about the the message in the ministry versus, um, mm-hmm. you know, the label who's focused on the returns, and and that's a, and it's, it's an incredible balancing act. You know, what I'm saying, um, I'm not throwing stones at his label. I'm just saying I, I can I can understand his frustration and him wanting to um, keep his level of integrity, what he feels God's placed mm-hmm. on his heart to do and to deliver to the people. So, just curious if you faced any of those moments of again, in the context of integrating all these things, having to deal with moments of potential compromise.
3: For mine, my compromise really comes with what's happening at home. Like, because I'm married, there are just some things that have to be put on the back burner when Mm -hmm. it comes to certain, like, because I may want to put a a certain amount of money into a project or something. But then home has to come first. Like, I have to talk to my husband. We have to have these conversations about value of it. Is it worth the investment? Is there going to be a return? Because I'm so I'm like more artsy. My head is in the clouds. My husband is very practical. Like show me why, how, and, but I need that. Like we have this nice balance in our marriage where, you know, he's the money man. He manages the money. He does that well. So when I come, I got to have this well concocted plan. Like, yo, this is what this is. So for me though, the the compromises and like, my husband fully supports me. He's a hundred percent behind me. What I, what I do, even if I wanted to quit, he'd be like, I'm not going to let you quit. You're going to keep going and keep doing this. But um, the compromises have to be made when it's like when it interferes with things like like at home
0: yeah.
3: or if it's going to disrupt something at home. So those are the compromises that I've had to make. And even times when I need rest. Mm-hmm. I remember there was one summer. This was way before Why You Were Sleeping came out. Every weekend I was performing and it was like back to back to back to where I experienced like physical exhaustion where I had to just lay on my couch for like two, three days to recover. Yeah. So even how how many performances I, I choose to do like in a month because I can only like I'm human I gotta eat I gotta sleep I gotta recuperate and it's like I'm not a machine and I can't <laughs> think I need to operate that way exactly so I've had to make compromises just for my own personal like health and just uh, safety like man Aisha you need to rest yeah. and I always think about that like I think about people like um like Prince right such a huge name. All those years he had those, you know, the pain in his hips trying to manage that, but he was still performing, still going. And it's like a lot of times we have to remember, like, you're human. You need rest. (laughs) You need sleep. Like, you're not a machine. You just can't keep going forever. Yeah. And so it's like, man, if he needed that, how much more do I like? I'm not a uh, major name signed to a major label, but it's like finding that balance between, yeah, I got to eat. And it's nice to get you know income from what I'm doing, but I, I do have to compromise sometimes to make sure that I'm getting the proper rest because I won't be good to myself or anyone else um to like to make time for the more important things, you know.
2: Yeah, no, no, so, for sure. You know, I know one of the things you know we were talking about before we got started was um you're blessed and fortunate to um be not far from where you work, right? So you're still are you still going into work physically? No,
3: working from home. They shut for it the down. Okay. They, they shut, it shut down. down. Okay. Right. <laughs> Everything so, shut down. We, you, I don't know if you know, our mayor, the mayor of Chicago right now is world famous now because she, for whatever reason, when maybe, I don't know if this was like three weeks ago or a month ago, uh-huh. everybody in Chicago got a text from Lori Lightfoot, like, stay, you're behind in the house. Is <laughs> and so that right? Like, stay home. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Everybody's phone was like, whoa. We're like she is not playing. Like everything in Chicago is shut down, and they they started like a they started an IG page for her. That basically she's just like she's everywhere. She's hovering in the shadows, like she's lurking, waiting to catch people. Yeah, you know, slip up. But yeah, the job is shut down. So I've been super blessed to be able to work from home and still you know get a check. That's been a huge blessing.
2: That's good. That's good. Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: Yeah. Like I said, you know, I I miss getting out there. I was I was coming out there about twice a month um, for, for some work I do out there. Um, but, you know, in the midst of all this and all this uncertainty, you know, the, the so one, thank God for, you know, what you have in terms of your day gig. I'm sure the things you have planned, particularly on the heels of a new release, have been like totally changed and altered. Right. What, what yeah. have you been doing? And again, I, I always like to ask these questions, too, for the benefit of, of those watching, because I'm sure there's so many people in a similar situation. You know, you just had your release, probably had tons of things planned. How have you kind of navigated through that in the midst of this?
3: It was hard in the beginning. I was actually debating whether or not. So the album dropped Friday, March 27th. Mm. I was debating whether or not I was even going to put it out
0: mm-hmm. when all
3: this stuff had started happening, because I was like, man, this might affect yeah everything, like the the promotion of it. Um, so at first I was like, I was tripping. Like I was trying to figure out what to do. I had planned this like, um, elaborate like listening party I had it all planned out everything that I was going to do the venue that I was going to have it at had completely shut down yeah. because of the, because of the virus like they couldn't operate their business anymore and um so it was kind of devastating at first but I think um I was like you know what like I can't sit on this project like I got to put it out so I think now what a lot of people are doing that especially now with social media is just utilizing social media yeah Um, And trying to figure out ways like so I've been able to create like content pieces using the songs from my album just to still put it out Mm -hmm. um, and put it out there on social media so people can engage with it to know, hey, I just dropped a project. So I've been able to find ways to kind of stretch it out. So even though in person, because with any new project and with any artist, you have to perform. Sure. Like sure. Cannot not be a be an artist. Oh, and yeah. Perform? You gotta perform. So people could see all oh, they want to see the music come to life and see who you are and hear the material. You connecting with new audiences. You're building your brand. That's right. a huge part of it. So um I think for me, it's forced me to find just creative ways to uh, engage people online, um, and just using like social media. Um, so it's it's once I've released the album. Um, and I have an incredible team, like graphic designers and, and different people I'm working with. So, the story of Inglewood actually is going to be like a, a short animated film
0: mm. that's coming out. Okay. So, I'm
3: working with a, a graphic designer on that. So, just little things like that. Um, yeah, just to try to, like I said, maximize and leverage social media that's and, and cool. online. So, I think a lot of the, it's it's weird. We were, I uh, was talking about this with one of my friends, a lot of churches who were so anti online social media stuff are now in a position where they have to use it because you don't want to lose, you know, the connection with your Absolutely. members Absolutely. and that community aspect. So for artists, this is like everything using YouTube and, you know, these yeah. online platforms.
2: Yeah. I was watching someone the other day. Um, I forget the Reverend's name. He was on, um, gosh, one of the shows I was watching, but he was a guest and he was saying on average, churches have grown by 15% during this time. Right. Wow. 15%. I mean, 15% is not a small, not, not a small, not an insignificant number. And so obviously those who jumped in and, and got online and were able to make it happen. Um, what were, were those who probably grew right. And, and some grew, you know, Big much larger because you always have the, the, the smaller side and the larger side of that average number. So um mm-hmm. to your point, people who are able to, to, to maximize in this moment and figure out creative ways to engage with people. And I'm seeing tons of creativity. Like I was telling you earlier, I think any anyone who had an idea about something they were going to do at some time, right? Oh, yeah. Create an ebook, create a podcast, do some streaming. I mean, look, we, we weren't doing the Holy Culture live stream, we were setting up our in studio thing, right? To do more like, um, AI anomaly, big shouts out there. You, um, just Shout like we out were,
0: AI. you know, the interview
2: we did with her, it was on location in New York at the, uh, kingdom kingdom time awards. But you know, we were building out our studio and literally, um, the studio was finished right before COVID got done. Right. We were waiting on one last piece of equipment. Um, you know, I mean, the radio <laughs> the radio studios done podcast table set up and everything. And the last piece yeah. of equipment was coming over from uh Europe and they called me, they're like, they won't let us put, anything on the plane is sent over to the States, you know what I mean? Because of this COVID thing. And so it's like, well, we, same thing, we got to repivot, you know what I mean? And figure out how we still execute and do what we want to do. So, you know, my encouragement to people out there is yeah, just like uh, Asia said, you know what I mean? Use this time, and still think creatively and do what you need to do. But I'm going to say something you also said, which was, this has been a season of rest for you. Talk about yeah. that a little bit too and why that's important.
3: I think before this time, uh, I was just going, going, going. I think I told you earlier, uh, before all this happened, I was just saying to myself, like, Lord, I just need like a week of just rest. Like, I just need to catch up on rest because I had been moving so much, but but it was because I was trying to get so much ready. Like this album, rehearsals, going in the studio with my friends, trying to finish music, trying to stay on top of communications. Like, like how you talk about like faith aspect and then because as a Christian artist, it's so important for me to make sure, because I could get caught up in music all day, but like my spiritual life, like my individual walk with Christ, yeah. that can't ever slack. Like it's <laughs> it's always like central to who I am and what I do. Like I have to make sure I'm in the word because I can spend hours just listening to my own playlists and mm. just be gone or watching YouTube interviews. Mm-hmm. But spending that time with the Lord, like and in the word is so important. So I think for me, I've I've found out how um how f- flexible I am like now and also like how to adjust. And that includes like resting. Um there are times when uh my husband literally I've been frantic running around the house, stressing about something. He he'll grab me, and say, Aisha, just sit down. Just sit down and just rest. <laughs> like take it out, just sit down. And it's like I can't, it's so much. To do like I gotta keep going, and he's like, "No, just sit down, just rest." I have another good friend because she knows me, and she she'll tell me, she say, "Aisha, one thing at a time," Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know. And and I thank God for them. Um, Else, I'll just be a mess because I'm like always trying to like stay on top of things. And so, I think um, there is a definitely like a a godly value in resting. Mm-hmm. And and because we, I mean, as Christians, we rest in Christ. We rest on the works of Christ. He finished the work, it's done. We rest in that. But there's also a physical yeah. rest too that we need that can be godly. Cause sometimes we're just so busy, we don't have time to just stop and pause and reflect. And I think the last few weeks, I've just been shutting the TV off and just learning how to sit still, sit still yeah. before the Lord and just rest. Cause I'm like, I might not have this time. Again, and and for me, this was an answer to prayer. I was like, Lord, I just need a week of rest. Now I have like a month or two
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> of of rest. So I'm like, it was an answer to prayer.
0: Yeah.
3: And um, I've been doing a lot of just reflecting and soul searching and just spending time in the Word. And it's just been a great time of just rest. I've never had this much restful sleep <laughs> like ever. So,
2: Good. you know, it, it's so funny too because I've had the same routine for a real long time, usually up between four or five, you know, workout. Da, 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 and I try to be, um, you know, working around seven, right? And, um, what I found is one, I've become a lot more flexible with my schedule. You know and I mean, so if I get, if I still get up at four or four, five, you know, between four and five, one to four, if I don't, I'm not going to feel bad about it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but secondly, you know, starting the day with, and I've done this for a while too, you know, Devos, prayer, Bible study, et cetera, but extending that time and releasing mm-hmm. this pressure on the to-do list for the day. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm one of those was di- daily, you know, I have my to-do list, which is kind of, you know, a, a d- comes out of, you know, my big goals and things I want to get done. Right. And you get this, you you kind of hit this point you go, you know what? we can get tremendously busy. But at the end of the day, um, the work that God can do with the smallest amount of time we dedicate to the work can be so much more magnified if we spend more time with him. You get what I'm saying? So it's been a good season for me in terms of, man, just cracking more time with the word and not just reading the word and departing from it quickly, but reading, praying and listening, you know what I'm saying? And really being there. Um, with some time in that moment. So that's been one of the things that uh, has been really good for me um, during this time. So as we wrap up, um, one last big question for you. What are you most hopeful about during this season?
3: Hmm. Um, the relationships that are going to be built with the, with the release of a new album. Of course, there are people still uh, finding out like about me, about the music and and uh, the message and the music,
0: mm-hmm.
3: but um, just the like the the opportunities that I think are going to come from, from yeah. this. And I feel like a lot of times, because fear held me back and I had my reservations about whatever due to low self-esteem and not having the confidence to do it, a lot of times it's like when we finally release whatever it is, and for me, in my case, it was my music, mm-hmm. it opens up so many doors that I never could have imagined. Um, and connecting me to people yeah. to really help me and even affirm uh, things. Cause even before I released it, I was like, Lord, just affirm, affirm me. And it's just, this, is this what I should be doing? Cause I just have such this undeniable passion for it and it won't leave me alone. Like I, it's like, I can't rest unless I do it. And so I think God has really blessed it and blessed me in this process to see, um, stretched me for sure,
0: mm-hmm.
3: giving me endurance and patience and allow me to really build like meaningful, deep relationships with people that I wouldn't have met like otherwise. Cause music connects me to so many different people, not even just from an artistry level, but just even how I'm wired and just, you know, my personality, just the people I've been able to come in contact with mm. contact with mm-hmm. that helped me build my character and my faith and challenge me. Um, I'm so grateful for that. Like I feel like that's one of the things like we don't really think about like when we say like God will provide he yeah. does provide the relationships to the people that challenge you and the people that say hey sis this kind of needs to be corrected in your life or just just to sit with you in silence just people that that support system yes, yes, so I'm um, yes. I've, I've met so many wonderful beautiful people like during this time and it, it's just been great it's been wonderful that's good.
2: That's good. Well, listen, thanks again for joining us. Hey, before we sign off, anything you want to say to uh, any of your Chicago or folks following you? Any shout outs? Anything you want to say before we sign off? Uh-oh. Did you freeze up? Did I lose you?
3: All staying now. None of y'all stay in the house. Stay safe. Wear your mask when you go out. Only go out when necessary. Um, but also take this time to like build uh, relationships like with family and friends. I feel like this is not happenstance like God is definitely sovereign and in control of that. And we just need to surrender. I mean, God could stop this tomorrow or he could let it go on for another six months. I pray that that's not the case, but if that is the case, um, just surrender to it. Like God, God knows best during this time. I think we we all need to like shift our focus to what's more important. And that is, are we right with our creator mm. and have we given him, uh, the time and the uh the praise that he's due. Yes. You know, and the attention. So and I I don't know. I feel like everywhere I go, people know like, yeah, this is that time we gotta really pay attention.
2: Yeah, that's good. It's a good word. Well on that note, amen. And uh sign off. Hey thanks again and congrats on the album. Hey guys if you haven't picked up Asian Marie pick up that album why you were sleeping. You can all your uh outlets your retailers and your streaming platforms pick that thing up if you want a personal recommendation from me uh listen to dapper first (laughs) put that on your workout playlist and then listen to the thank you listen to the b that joint is so thoughtful and uh overture uh and just let the album flow you know one of the things today is interesting is we've become a singles oriented society um i -hmm. would tell you listen to uh, her album and a lot of the Christian hip hop artists' albums, um, quite frankly, because they're constructed with a um, o- a message in mind for each song. But a lot of times, the albums are constructed to help you get something. You know what I mean? Whether that's movement from out of court to inner court, or whatever the case may be. Her album conceptually is just is just dope. So pick that thing yeah. up, and listen to it. All right, signing off, Asia Marie. Thank you again. Much love.
0: Just
1: cause on the track. We're taking it back to the 70s. You know, real hip, real cool. Ah, <laughs> uh, I want it to be fly a plain Jane in need of the wardrobe trying hard to maintain the same lane as Bruce Wayne keeping the wealth up in the same vein inherited from Mrs. Kane but my mama's sin merited some vicious gain cause some parentage once interest waned in the supply that could lift that rain of the brokenness to dismiss chains the spiritual poverty assisted shame Cause I thought that in Balmain or almighty X change, I claimed perfection in what I was dressed in. My trial deception to the king taught me a lesson. All are welcome, but all of you ain't welcome. Leave the threads that leave you dead. Stop your deeds and you'll be fed. Enjoy the spread of living bread. But my apparel would leave me in peril, misled. Out of sight, I was covered in my own clutter. Instead of taking on from another, robe of righteousness, hand me down some big brother. Got a crown laid up for me. I won't shut up in the presence of the king. When I go to supper, make a toast, hit a ping. Got to bring others to indulge and in will sing in a great number. Hallelujah, I'm redeemed in a white color. Can you dig it? You don't dig look, in me, look at me, master. Master. Before before don't look in me, look at my master. master. I'm looking dapper. You should see my before and after. Can you dig it? Don't look at me, look at my master. I'm looking dapper. You should see my before and after. Post make the man when they're made by the man's hand. I make for man, but I make men see God's plan. Christ can do away with a dump of your Drake. He don't play dragon dragons away. My new digs the grave danger if i don't
0: hang him up and leave him on that great hanger who took a vertical beating hung his cervical pleasance who got us merciful